Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When I was six years old, I broke my leg. I was running from my brother and his friends. Tasted the sweet perfume of the mountain grass I rolled down I was younger then Take me back to when I found my heart Broke it here, made friends and lost them through the years And I've not seen the boring fields in so long I know I've grown, but I can't wait Good to have Ed Sheeran in studio with us today. Just today, indeed, we're going to talk some NRL. We'll get you back soon. Uh, just as famous, actually, from NRL.com, Dan Talentire. He joins us now out of Australia. G'day, Dan. G'day. I'm not quite sure I'm as famous as Ed Sheeran. Uh, it's a little bit of a tough uh, reputation to live on, but really glad he was in the studio there. Sounded yeah. very similar to his CDs, which is great. Yeah. Can, can you play guitar and sing? Are you prepared to bust one out for us? Uh, I can, uh, but on this short notice, we're going to need, yeah, let's just do NRL for today and we can maybe do some uh, Christmas caroling later in the year. Outstanding. Oh, I'm pleased I accidentally asked that question. Thank you to Sam for saying it in my ear. Right, so much to talk about. Uh, the first big one for me was it took four hours for Reese Walsh to be to find out he got three weeks suspension and I read somewhere the F and the C word was used 200 times in the hearing. Uh, yeah, just one or two expletives last night. Well, literally one or two. We just heard them over and over again. Look, at a marathon hearing, um, yeah, one of the more comprehensive ones uh, we've certainly covered uh, on the NRL website. Uh, look, um, um, yeah, just uh, one of those nights. It just felt like we were getting close to a verdict and we just kept getting more and more deliberation time. Uh, not only that, I think probably the, tri- the tipping point for a lot of people was the moment when Reese was found guilty and then the panel had to spend more time deliberating as to how long the suspension would be. Uh, that was another half an hour, just on top of a very long night. Uh, yeah, look, just one of those hearings that just went for a very long time. Uh, all joking aside on the time, it is a very important... Um, case that was needed to be heard and needed to be heard correctly. I think um, one of the, you know, there's a lot of joking around the time and I think whilst it is lighthearted and it's funny for those that were in the room and having to blog online and all that sort of stuff, this is a player that's been found guilty of swearing at a match official. Um, We talk about grassroots kids and we talk about junior footy. It's something we absolutely cannot be having happen. Um, And so once Reese was found guilty, it is a really important one that um, there is a, a consequence to that because it's not something we want to be setting up as a precedent to be for having players swearing at match officials. In the in the fullness of time, in a strange way, could the suspension be a good thing for Reese Walsh? Yeah, I think it's been really interesting. Billy Slater has said it a lot of times throughout State of Origin that Reese Walsh is a kid. And I think that's one thing that is really important to remember in all of this. Reese Walsh is a name that we've heard on the NRL stage for quite a while now, um, particularly 
given his kind of come through as a gun throughout the Broncos, obviously made such an impact in his first initial time at the Warriors and has excelled so much this year at the Broncos and going into origin. Uh, this is a guy that is 20. He turns 21 in two weeks' time. Um, and at 20, the maturity isn't there at the same level as someone like Daly Cherry Evans. And so this is a player that still has so much growing to do in his career and both on and off the field, I think, scarily on the field, Reece Walsh is a shadow of what he will become. He will only get better. Um, and off the field, he will continue to become more and more of a leader, more and more mature, um, and more and more level-headed, I guess, in the way that he approaches his footy. So, look, you're right. I think whether it's a good thing or a bad thing for Reese is on Reese. It's how Reese takes this and how Reese changes um, what he does in the way that he approaches his football. Um, but like any suspension and like any setback in life, I guess you want to be able to take it and get better from it. And I think the hope is that Reese will do just that. At the other end of the career, um, into his 30s, Ben Hunt. Um, are we going to see two years of him not trying very hard for the Dragons? Or what sort of bloke is he? Is he going to respond and go, OK, Dragons aren't releasing me. This is my team. I have a crack. Do you see him fulfilling the whole term? Was this a power play for the Dragons? What, what, what's the verdict on this Ben Hunt-Dragons relationship? I think probably a mix of all of the options you said above there. First, first and foremost, Ben Hunt is a outstanding man. Uh, he is the captain of a club. He is someone that's been around the game for a long time, has played 300 games, is held in incredibly high regard, and you don't get to that standing by kicking stones and being difficult. So I think first and foremost, let's address the big issue in that Ben Hunt is not one that's going to kick stones for the rest of the year. Um, we saw, even on, in the Warriors game, I thought Ben Hunt played very well, backing up from Origin 48 hours later. I don't think many people will be tipping the Dragons to beat the Sharks this week, but I think you have no doubt that Ben Hunt will be trying and playing well. So I, first and foremost, I think whatever happens in Ben Hunt's future, whether he uh, remains at the Dragons for the full term of his contract through the end of 2025, or whether he moves on to another club and is granted a release, uh, I think there's no doubt that Ben Hunt is going to continue to give his all every week. Now, I think the Dragons have done a good thing in... Um, the way in which they've communicated quite clearly that they're not going to release Ben um, and going to work through these issues. I think there's probably a bit of an understanding that um, this is not the only conversation that Ben and the Dragons will have. Um, there's obviously a desire to um, no longer be at that club. And so that conversation between Ben and the Dragons will continue, I think, during the season and particularly at, at a late stage of the season, which we're getting to, those conversations are hard to have so I've no doubt that they'll probably continue more in the off season as the kind of time um, that they've got to be able to work through those issues happens um, but having said all that I think too there is certainly a desire from Ben and his management to no longer be at the club whether that's still in place uh, come this time next year or in the off season we don't quite know but yeah it's certainly a bit of a complicated one and I think the way in which it's been played out quite publicly in the media has been probably disappointing for all involved mm. um, yeah, I think it's one that Ben will be at the Dragons for the rest of the year. I think we can be pretty confident on that. Where that takes us into next year, we probably need to wait and see. I want to ask you about Luke Brooks, and I, and I understand you have a um, relationship with West, or you've had relationships with West, etc. But the amazing thing to me, and I'm not talking about your writing, about other writers, was for quite some time people have been saying, and I'm trying to think who it was, said Luke Brooks's whole career has been... Uh, untapped potential, has never really lived up to his potential and had put in disappointing performances for West, went missing. And then all of a sudden it was a coup that 
Manly had signed the talented Luke Brooks. All he had to do was sign for another club, and all of a sudden he's a good player again. And along with that, they've got Daly Cherry Evans, they've got Schuster, they've signed Tommy Talia, they've got Tommy Turbo. They have so many riches there. What's Manly going to look like? What What's their trajectory looking like? Yeah, I think it's... You mentioned first and foremost, I've yeah worked with Luke for 10 years at the Tigers. I've got a, a real adoration for the way in which he's carried himself under incredible pressure. I've never seen in my history of covering the game, which is not as long as many other journalists, it should be pointed out, but in my relationships in the game, I've never seen a player attract as much scrutiny, mm. uh, warranted or unwarranted, as Luke Brooks. Um, and so I think the way in which Luke's been able to carry himself throughout all that has been incredibly impressive. And I... I have only but the best in what I wish of Luke. And I think he is going to be a really good signing at Manly. I think he complements Daly Cherry Evans extremely well. I think we've seen at the Tigers, Luke has had to be both the creator and the manager. And I think that's not a role that most players in the game can do in both. Daly Cherry Evans is an exceptional game manager. Um, and so Luke being able to come in as a creator who can first and foremost probably run the ball, but second of all, has a left foot kicking game to complement Daly Cherry Evans. Right foot kicking game is a really great strength. And when you add in, yeah, the players that you mentioned there, I think you can talk about guys like Tolu Cooler and Jason Saad are probably two of the quickest players in the game. So Luke being able to create space for them is a benefit. Someone like Ruben Garrick on the wing is a great strength. Um, you look, talked about uh, Josh Schuster in the back row. They've got a fairly handy back row on the other side in Hamole Olakoatu. Uh, and so when you look at some of those talents, I think Manly are... Certainly a strong side. The elephant in the room is, of course, will Tommy Turbo stay healthy? And again, I think people at the NRL and across the game just want that to happen. Tom has been um, incredibly unlucky with some of the injuries he's suffered in early on in his career. And so we know what him at his best can add to Manly and add to the game. So I think if Manly can stay injury-free, and in particular Tommy, I think they're a really strong side next year. I think they will be in nearly everyone's top eight, and I think they're without a doubt one of the sides to be reckoned with if they can click, um, because I think Luke and Daly will form a really great combination. Brilliant. Dan Talentai. Oh, very quickly. Um, who wears the number one jersey for Queensland? I personally think they will go with AJ Brimson. AJ Brimson was the 18th man for Queensland uh, heading into game two. Uh, I think the injury to Dane Gagai this weekend means it's probably unlikely that he comes into the side and the hammer goes to fullback. I think Hammer's been exceptional at centre. Leave him there. AJ Brimson has been in really good form and has been on the cusp of Queensland selection. I think he absolutely deserves that number one jersey and I think it's going to go exceptionally well there if given the opportunity. NRL.com, Stan Talentai. Always appreciate your time. Looking forward to the tune next time we talk. Cool chat. Thank you. Cheers, mate. NRL.com's Dan Talentire. I want to talk a little bit of league with Sammy after the break.